to the Trailer Island Show. We're a wonderful podcast. We hope you really know. Thanks for the bass line, Steve. That was great. Was that like a weird kind of 80s bass solo you were yeah. doing? Yeah. yeah. And thanks for nothing, Matthew. Didn't join in on that at all. I'm playing guitar, aren't I? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that bit. You're in. You're actually doing the music live every time. <laughs> that's playing right. two guitars at once. Oh, I'm very I'm amb- ambidextrous. <laughs> if there's uh, anyone who's good with their fingers, it is Matthew. That's great. All right, let's get stuck into this week's episode, everybody, should we? I'm Alex, and as always, I'm joined by... Matthew. And... Sh- Steve. And we compare films in their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And this week, I am sad. Oh, wow! Th- this film just made me sad. Yeah, I can it's understand. it's very, shall we say, lifting the magic curtain a little bit. I, I after I finished this movie, I think I said to you, Steve, I need to watch a movie that reaffirms to me that America is great, like Independence Day or something like I don't that. I think America is great. No, it isn't. But you know, Hollywood can convince us of many things. Yeah, um, and they've done and, a very good job with this one. And this one is very revealing, whether or not yeah. it's true or not. It certainly gives you the tone that there is an undercurrent of people who are genuinely disillusioned with mm. their country and the way that it's run and everything. Yes. And the fact that a film like this can exist mm. and you know that you couldn't make it unless it was based on facts uh, is is a sad face, have not happy time. Mm. Yeah, this is, it's a challenging film. It's a challenging and, film. And I'll just say straight, straight off the bat is that I watched this with my wife and several times she's gone, what the... F-? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and which I could only agree with. Yeah. And... You know, when you're sitting and you're watching a movie and you look to the person you're watching it with. I mean, you guys probably don't have that experience. I looked at my often. cat, but she's very un- um, unresponsive. No, I'm alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this has been a dating. No. Uh, <laughs> you just sort of look at each other and you go, what? What? Because the, the, the preface of this is that it's based on a true story. It's yeah. Going, that, sure, sure, uh, sure, the conversations are, have to be fabricated to a sense, but the overall thing is just like. Man, we are done. This transpired so, and it wasn't even that long ago. You know, mm. it only happened. It's, it's our lifetime. Yeah, like the the major events of the film are yeah. our lifetime. Yeah, um, the setup isn't, but the consequences are too. Mm. That's probably mm. the scary thing. Well, funnily enough, we only saw really the end of the consequences of this very very recently, mm. didn't we? Mm. Um, with the whole what was happening in Afghanistan, I suppose is ultimately a bit of an epilogue there, isn't it? A bit of an epilogue and kind of kind of related to this, I would mm. suggest. Unfortunately, I don't think it's an epilogue that's going to stop anytime soon. No, um, but we're not here to talk about politics. Well, except for <laughs> the film is not today. Te- technically, we are, we've got no choice to to to. to, to Dabble our toes mm. into the waters of politics, American uh, politics, no less. Mm. Yeah, which is ev- all the more confusing, um, if not, you know, just entirely depressing. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, le- let's. Uh, who would like to introduce this week's film? I'll do it because I sort of suggested it, seeing as we were sort of around the nine eleven anniversary when we were sort of talking about this. Yeah. Um, uh, th- this week we're going to do Adam McKay's film Vice. What do you say? I want you to be my VP. I want you. You're my vice. Well, George, I, uh, I'm the CEO of a large company. And I have been Secretary of Defense. And I have been White House Chief of Staff. The vice presidency is a mostly symbolic job. Uh-huh. However, if we came to a, uh, 
understanding. I can handle the more mundane jobs, overseeing bureaucracy, military, energy, and uh, foreign policy. Yeah, right. I like that. When you have power, people will always try to take it from you, always. Are you even more ruthless than you used to be? So we gonna do this thing or what? I mean, is this happening? I believe we can make this work. <laughs> How damn. This is directed by the same guy that did Talladega Nights. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I, ne- I can never get over that. Like when he, when Adam McKay released. Uh, well, Will Ferrell is a, a producer on this yeah. as well. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. When Adam McKay released The Big Short, I was like, how is this going to work? This is the guy that did like Step Brothers and, and Anchorman. Like, this mm. is, this did is he compl- direct Anchorman? Yeah. This is okay. completely out of his wheelhouse. Wow. But then I sat down and watched The Big Short, and I, that movie blew me away about how, how well put together it is. And so when they announced Device, um, not only that Christian Bale was going to gain all this weight to portray <laughs> yeah. Dick Cheney. Because it's not a fat suit, is it? It's not a fat suit. No, he, is, he puts on that amount yeah, of weight. That's incredible. But uh, not only that, but he's going to be dealing with some of like the most traumatic years of, of the US's uh, long history. And but, dealing with characters and people who are still alive. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And uh, at the time of release, at least. And but what I do like about this, we'll get we'll get into the story in a moment. Mm. But the the big short probably did it in a way as it had to explain some fairly complex situations with the U.S. banking system, and in this it had to explain the politics of some of the stuff, and it does it in a way that pulls itself out of traditional narrative filmmaking mm-hmm. and basically puts it on the table <laughs> and says to your face, this is how this worked. Yeah. In the big short, they did it with to get your attention and they did that in a self-explanatory way, breaking the fourth wall with I'm Margot Robbie sitting yeah. in a hot tub sipping hot wine, just to, sorry, cool wine, to get your attention, this is what happened. <laughs> and you go, trenches formed. Yeah, I was like, okay, all right, there we there we go, and it does it doesn't do it with Margot Robbie in this, but it does it like with almost like a Monopoly set that uh, Jesse Plemons playing this this sort of unnamed character slash narrator throughout the mm. whole thing. I He's, thought it was a very impressive yes. um, uh, yeah. mechanic, yeah. and he sort of he lays out some of the more abstract political goings on, yeah, uh, especially to do with Dick Cheney, and also he actually. Um, an, an, an event will happen when you go, there's no way that these people of authority would have done that. And then he turns up to go, no, believe it or not. And he does it in that way that mm-hmm. you can relate to him as an audience. And he goes, like, no, believe it or not, this happened. Like, can, yeah. I can't believe it, but it's true. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Now, if we want to talk about the plot, now the film is called Vice, oh, and <laughs> which is referring to the vice president of the United mm-hmm. States. And as the trailer dictates, is that the vice president is, is typically a, uh, a symbolic role. But Dick Cheney, who is going to be George W. Bush's juniors mm-hmm. running mate, has other ideas and he certainly is a man that is seizing the opportunity Mm. of the perhaps narrow-mindedness of the people around him to take the opportunity to seize power and take advantage of that. For what in the end is, I don't really know what the... The point is, or like, what is his motivation? Because the film does describe that he has a very secretive life and doesn't give a lot away. So you don't really know, apart from it being money and power, yeah, 
he never explicitly says that, but you never really find out what are his motivations for really acting this way. It's a really, I think it's also a really skewed and, and perverted idea of of duty to, toward the American people. There's, a, yeah. there's the, the scene at the end where he's talking directly to the camera, to the audience saying, "That's right. I, I sacrificed a lot to, to make sure that the uh, America thrived. And, and um, yeah, it's, and it makes you question yourself and you go, do I have these freedoms because he, he did all this <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or is that just, you know, which I don't think personally, I don't think because I don't know that the world is a better place because they created these issues that we are now facing as a result of that. Yeah, I think that the um, big takeaway for me as to the the lasting effects of this were were the changes to to rules about how you can torture prisoners. Yeah, yeah. and there's some horrible. I guess real life footage mm. they show at the end of this movie, which I'm assuming is not a reenactment. I, I don't know; it could be. So you know, America, leader of the free world, is now doing this stuff behind, mm. y- you know, secretly without telling the mm. public because yeah. of like. That doesn't seem very ethical, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. and But it's legal because of the changes that they made. So they actually can get away with yeah, it, yeah. which just seems bizarre. So this is a biopic uh, of, that's of right. Dick Cheney, following him from probably like his early 20s, 30s maybe, all the way through till I think well, 2010, 2011s. Yeah, roughly. Just how he's gone from a drunk, an absolute disappointment to his wife, Lynn mm-hmm. Cheney, played by Amy Adams. That's right. And going through... To, we go straight to Washington in, a, in a, an attempt to try and um, get things back on track with their relationship, and yeah. he starts to you know make connections in Washington. Meets Donald Rumsfeld, starts working for him, then sort of tries to proceed into state government, and eventually, yeah, makes his way all the way up to. Second most powerful man in the world? Yeah. If not the most powerful, because there's that great sequence we see at the beginning of the film during the, well, towards the beginning of the film when 9-11 has just happened. They go into the, the bunker. bunker. And without consulting the president of the US, he's able to give the order that if there's a plane in the air, shoot it down mm-hmm. without having to check that with anyone. He just, no, I've said it, and that's the order. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's scary that one man can just make that decision. It's like he's making those decisions for fun. To see how far he can push yeah. his authority, yeah. and yeah. like people are looking at him, looking at him, going, "Can we do this? Like, are we allowed to do mm. this?" They, they showed the, but they certainly showed the ruthlessness of the man. Yeah, in the way that he, some of the dealings that he has with his own family that you thought he was supportive of, but that doesn't happen. The, the bring him in, you know, they're just like going through. Oh, this person might be a threat. Bring him in. Cut to them being brought in, and then within minutes, are naked and being tortured. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like that's scary that that can happen. Um, I think it's it's. We've talked about biopics before and I've talked about my <laughs> this I think is is creative enough that I I'd really sort of um I'm not worried about the ending here as well. Right. Because it's it's more of a, a delve into how twisted and tainted a politician can be while running the joint, you know. But and, still believe that legitimately what they're doing is right, yeah, I think as well. Yeah. And I <laughs> you know I don't I don't know this full story and I don't think a lot of like Australians would either. This is, you know, firmly mm. in the realm of American politics and unless you're, you know, in the in the top tiers of our own government, you probably mm. really wouldn't really know the extent of 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 <laughs> Dick Cheney's um Dastardly evilness. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it, there's a lot here. Mm-hmm. The film somehow presents itself in a very entertaining way, yeah. which is such a weird um, combination. I do really enjoy the caption at the very beginning, which is based on a true story, and it goes on. Well, you know, we tried our best. Mm-hmm. You know, we we 
you know, it's just it sets the tone of that kind of I don't know snarky comedy maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, sets it just off the off the bat there, just at the beginning. And there's a there's a period like 45 minutes in where Dick Cheney has a um, a heart attack and they say, oh, you need to <laughs> you need to cut back on everything. And it immediately cuts the credits as he's yeah. like, enjoying. Like with text going, and then they enjoyed the rest of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> and was it they, they bred award-winning Labradors yeah. or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 and yeah. that meanwhile the credits are rolling. You think, is the movie over? Yeah. Because it's the real credits too. Like yeah. It's the actual names of the actors and everything. And, and, like, and that's no, what I love about this it. film is it breaks the fourth wall so much. But I think in a way that outside of maybe the big short, I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. In, in, an, in an almost cynical way, it's breaking the fourth wall to, mm-hmm. to make its point, which is quite um, interesting technique. I don't think I've really seen that done before, but I think uh, in this in this case, you know, Adam McKay as, as maybe even the, the writer and, um, and and director of this is probably thinking to himself like, there's there's really no effective dramatic way to show this like as a, as a story yeah. as a mm. like, as a fictional scene. We really need to uh, maybe go back to basics of filmmaking here and and have a narrator um, have like a a board game explaining all the positions of power in the in the American government. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like that. I really like that. I really do. It might rub some people up the wrong way. It sort of seems like easy filmmaking, but mm, I, I think it was warranted. Like mm-hmm. it, it condenses what would be a really complicated montage into maybe 30 seconds, you go, okay, I get it, move on. And the film sets it up in a way that it, it makes it perfectly fine to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there might have been, you know, someone in the production house has gone, you can't do that, that's not appropriate, that's not film. You're okay. breaking all the rules. Yeah. But it, it works. I and- also enjoy how Adam McKay also forces you to think that Dick Cheney is going to make the right decision mm-hmm. most times. Mm-hmm. He always backflips on it. So we mm-hmm. get through like, you know, uh, maybe – an hour and a half of the film, and you get to see him right in the in the, in the mud of like the Iraq War and Afghanistan. Yeah. You go, this guy, this guy is like pure evil. And then, <laughs> it, then it comes to this this question of of his daughter's sexuality, and he's like, uh, I, I don't want you bringing this up whatsoever. And then mm. half an hour later, the other daughter is running for office and has been advised to cut ties with the other daughter, the lesbian daughter. Mm. You go. I really thought you were gonna like. I really thought do Dick Cheney right was gonna be the right, do the right thing. Yeah, because the, the mum no. reacts in the way you would expect. In in quite, she's just sort of shocked and and. But mm. he goes, he's like supportive immediately. Yeah. I thought, oh wow, that's really surprising. Mm. And but then, like you say, half an hour later, it turns out that he's still he's supportive to a face, but outside of that, he's always politically planning. Uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. He's probably thinking, oh, this is an asset I could use in a vote. You know, mm. probably at some mm. point. But how do how do we like Christian Bale in this? Oh, love him. He is pretty amazing, isn't it? It's the most... We, when we did Ford v. Ferrari, um, we commented on how good he is in that film mm. and how he just lost himself into that role. And I hadn't seen this when we were talking about Ford v. Ferrari. And I can't decide if he's better in this or if he was better in that. I, I just don't know. Um, he's scary in this. Yeah. And, and, and to use the cliche, it's an absolute transformation for mm. him. Like it's... You actually do forget it's him. It's insane that he goes from that size in in, uh, in a 2018 movie, yeah, to to Ken Miles' size in in 2019, yeah. which is just mm. insane. the motivation motivation for us all. If you're getting paid <laughs> millions of dollars to it, so, sure, you too could lose weight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush, he was fantastic, amazing. 
Uh, you've got Steve Carell is doing Rumsfeld. He's great. In um, this. Is it Tyler Perry is playing Colin Powell? Yeah, Colin Powell. Yeah, mm. I actually found the whole subplot about Colin Powell quite interesting as well because mm-hmm. mm. he's painted as a villain in a lot of in a lot of this in in the real world, like what his involvement in going to Iraq. Mm-hmm. But the film, sh- you know, puts a light on the fact that he wanted nothing to do with making yeah. that happen. Mm. Yeah, um, and and like following on from that, you know, just the fact that. They sort of decided to invade Iraq after like PR sessions. Yeah. Oh God, the brainstorming thing yeah. is that was one of the most confronting things I think I've seen in the idea that you can get completely uninformed, mm. normal. Oh, well, I use the word normal, but just people who have no idea what they're talking about do a focus group, mm. and suddenly a decision is made on what, and they go, "Oh, I mean, it honestly came down to yeah, but I don't like them, I don't trust them, even though I know this fact." So. Yeah, let's go bomb them, you know, that kind What's of thing. What's Al-Qaeda? We don't know what that is. We need a real enemy Yeah, we, we, okay, we need well, a, let's give them an enemy. We need fight. a country, not a, not a group of people. We've fought Saddam again. Let's, let's, let, let's do uh, that. Let's do that. And the whole, like you see the whole setting up of they're looking at the Iraqi um, oil fields and which mm. companies would take oh, claims God, yeah. if they ever invaded Iraq. Yeah. <sighs> and, and you would all remember all weapons of mass destruction. Mm. Was, and there weren't the any. Turns out there weren't any. So... Yeah. yeah, there's a lot here that will get you angry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, so. I am happy. I am glad for seeing it because I feel more informed, despite it being a film made by comedians. Mm. <laughs> um, I think that needs you need to det- detach yourself from that fact about this film because uh, I don't know. Like I, I enjoyed watching it, but I came out of it. <laughs> Not better off as a person, <laughs> I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a film that people should see. It's important. It's an important film. It's a cautionary tale for, for sure. Um, I don't know that there's much we can do as normal, you know, I think, you know, we're not going to look to invade anyone. You know, we're good tempered people. It's important that we stay informed. And, I and it's important thing, we stay yeah. informed, but it's scary to think that there are there's literally potentially one person who's unbalanced who's making all the shots and uh, are willing to to do major political and global damage yeah based on the advice that really usually isn't sound or is is <laughs> yeah. or is informed by you know focus groups or anything yeah, like yeah. that but we should feel okay because here in australia we've just been given nuclear powered submarines <laughs> by the us uh, fun because we needed them fun stuff I, is, can we spoil the end of this film? Do you think I should leave the last joke out of this film, which I think is actually a post-credit scene in one of these focus groups, which I thought really summed up the movie oh, yeah. really well? Yeah. Can I mention this? Do you think? I think at least mention that there is definitely a mid-credit scene. That there is a mid-credit yeah. scene, and there I, I won't say what what it is, but I thought it was possibly one of the cleverest lines of dialogue in the whole film, where there's this focus group and one turns to the other and says something, and you go. These are the people that are being listened to, and he goes, and it just sums it up so well, mm-hmm. and and that, that made me angry because it's also something that I too quite dislike that they were talking mm-hmm. about. I was like, no, don't listen to these people. What are you doing? Which is the better film, uh, this or The Big Short? I don't remember The Big Short all that well. I have to watch uh, it again. I I enjoyed The Big Short, but I think they were testing the water on the format, mm-hmm. and it didn't come off as as well as a lot of people praised it for for me personally so i think in terms of the t- type of filmmaking i preferred this okay yeah i think for me it's probably big short 
Oh, well, you're entitled to your opinion, yeah. and I'm entitled not to listen to it. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's in the big short, And he's he? probably one of my favourite parts of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember him being quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think uh, there's, a, there's a lot to cover in, in Vice as well. There's there's 30 or 40 years' worth of history mm. that you need to mm. – whereas Big Short is is the course of two or three years, I think. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more in-depth. Wait, little... Christian Bale's in that as well. He yes. is. That's yes. right. He sort of invents the idea of – Betting against the, betting the, housing, against market. the housing market, yeah. something like that. And he's got that weird eye. He does have a weird eye. Yeah. And he listens to rock music really loud. He does. What a maverick. Yeah. All right. Uh, out of five, out of five, uh, uh, invasions, <laughs> oil field <Yeah>. claims, <laughs> focus groups, focus groups. I think focus groups yeah, is probably that, that's got us really riled up, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, there's the whole thing about of all the people in the situation room, does his lawyer, is his one in his yeah. ear? Yeah. Oh, mm. that's scary. Yeah. Anyway, uh, focus groups. All right, who would like to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I- I'll give this uh, um, uh, probably be a four. A mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think that's just because I really, really sort of they they get a little too caught up in the history rather than the man, and I would have liked them to focus on Dick Cheney just this little extra bit. And give us a little bit more. I know it, it'd be difficult. It's absolutely difficult because he is a secretive man, and, and you know, mm. you're not, not going to get that full character arc with him. Mm. That's going to be historically accurate. Um, but I just I want more, more Dick Cheney. Want more, more of that. Um, I love I love most of this film, but just a little little extra extra there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Steve wants more Dick. Matt, what are you after? <laughs> Well, um, no, more history. Funny enough, I'm the opposite. I not knowing much about American politics. Less dick. Or, uh, You're less, getting enough dick. I hadn't. There was enough. The amount of <laughs> dick was fine for me. <laughs> the history was what fascinated me, <laughs> because I don't know much about American politics or or really their their political history. Or dick. Or about Dick Cheney. No, I think we should put that joke to rest now, everyone. Um, <laughs> I so, so I was more. We're talking about one of the most evil men in American politics. I think we should take it more seriously. Um, I, I was shocked at again. We the dialogue is obviously fabricated, but the the, the broad strokes are, I'm assuming are correct. And so, come on, guys, hold it together. Um, I I was shocked by some of the things I witnessed in this film, and and the idea that they could have happened only. Well, I suppose well. It's 20 years ago now, really, that that 9-11 happened and some of the events that we see in this film took place. But that's still very recent, and it's mm-hmm. scary how recent that is. And some of the, like you say, just the, the flippancy in which people are being essentially abducted and tortured when they're innocent with no... I just think that the lack of the justice system on display here is sickening. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this film. I would never watch it again. Mm. But I'm so glad I did, and I think people should watch it. It's a five. Oh, wow. very yeah, good. good. Well, I agree with all those points. I think it's a very like you have to watch this film. Yeah, I think it's a very mm. important film to to watch and be aware of. Uh, I'm going to go four and a half, partly because it did make me feel so ill afterwards. <laughs> yeah. um, I think is and and which shouldn't really be part of a rating system, but I do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there you go, four and a half. So that's yeah. a five, a four and a half, and a. Four. Four. Mm. There you go. Thirteen and a half. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yay. Go me. <laughs> Math's good, yes. It's all okay. that Richard talk, wasn't it? 
Yes, that's what it was. Yes, well, that was Vice, the story of Dick Cheney and the end of the world, probably. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) yeah, no, it'd be funny if it wasn't true. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, that that that's a very good point. It would be funny if it wasn't true. Yeah, we've been the Trailer Island podcast, and when we're funny, it's also true. Uh, Does that make sense? Oh, it God, doesn't he, make sense, does he's it? He's frozen. We've I lost tried him. I tried to make words be clever and smart. Not good. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Google, all those things. Um, mm. Share with your friends. Let us know that we exist. Of course. Let us know. Let them know. Let your friends know. Are we your friends? But let us know. That's fine. Let your other friends know that we exist. And if you're enjoying this podcast, if not, um, just keep listening and maybe you'll find an episode that you like. That's about it for this week, I think. Mm, yeah. I was Alex, and mm. as always, I was joined by... Matthew. Shock and Steve. Ah, I remember the night of shock and awe mm-hmm. when that was being broadcast. Yeah, me too. That was terrifying. I remember the night they found um, Hussein. That was a, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, that was a big night. I remember the night they found Bin Laden. Yes. Which is in this film. Yes. That is in this film, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Hopefully, is this bringing back memories for you? Let us know on our Facebook page. You can send us a message uh, via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you like. Or send us an email, contact at trailerisland.com.au. Yes, believe it or not, there is a website, trailerisland.com.au. Good night, everybody. Ta-ta. I've got nothing. I thought you were trying to fart. No, I'm horrified. Oh, God. This is a Narrative Network podcast.